everybody. Welcome back to the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about what went down at Darlington. It was a great weekend of racing there. What happens this weekend as we go into Richmond, the second week of the playoffs for the Cup guys and the Cup line for the Xfinity and Truck Series. So, Ben, this week is a pretty big week for the both of us. We are back to school at UNC Charlotte. Um, so far, how has your semester been going? I know we're only two days in, three days when this comes out, but uh, how have your classes been? How have your professors been so far? It's been all right. You know, I, I feel like it's a different mindset going into the semester, mainly because last semester we had about what three quarters to half a semester in person we switched to online still kind of some you know growing pains from that but this semester i'm doing fully online i believe you are and i think we have until october if we are going to do any in-person classes which i think is highly unlikely but uh you know it's all right um i'm i'm honestly already thinking about dropping one of my classes just with what they're expecting with the workload so we'll see how that goes what about you man it's been good so far tons of reading but um you know, that's just regular college work. And it feels nice, though, to be back in the swing of things. Uh, feels like you've kind of been gone away from an old friend for a long time. So it feels nice to be back. So, Ben, uh, anything that you saw at Darlington you want to talk about? Uh, kind of a paint scheme you liked or maybe uh, a finish of a driver that was that was interesting to you. So uh, take the floor. Yeah, um, I mean, I always love the throwback paint schemes that they do every year, but uh, I would say amongst the Jimmy Johnson tributes, um, probably Chase Elliott's, uh, or no, it was Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman's was probably my favorite just because when I thought of that paint scheme, I just like, I have one of those cars. Um, it was the, I think the last year of the car tomorrow when they still had that like big old wing on the back. Um, so that just, it's just cool to see. It brings back a lot of memories when I was younger and kind of a Jimmy Johnson fan. But uh, as far as kind of surprising finishes go, Ryan Sieg get the top five in the Xfinity race. Uh, we kind of had some drama pretty much in all three series with uh, just drivers getting in the wall, having everything. But, uh, you know, it'll be, we'll talk about that a little bit more specifics. But what about you? Uh, really, I, you know, I just want to jump into finishes. Austin Hill finished top ten. In the Xfinity Darlington race, that that was awesome to see. And then Timmy Hill finished top 10 in the truck race. I thought those were awesome. You know, I, I really liked uh, Kyle Busch's Elliott Sadler paint scheme. I thought that was awesome. You know, it was it was cool to see it go around, especially the number font being, being so close to that. Um, and I also liked Clint Boyer's scheme. Thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, as well as Joey Gase's scheme. That's always cool to see. And Austin Dillon had a cool Junior Johnson scheme uh, this weekend. That was awesome to see. Yeah, and kind of getting into what happened as far as the finishes go. uh, Brandon Jones was the Xfinity race. After Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain make some contact, uh, they were coming to the white flag. Definitely the two best cars all day. Um, It kind of took Denny a little bit to get up to the front. I think it was maybe stage two. Uh, if I remember right, Ross uh, kind of ran away with it. But once Denny got up there, I mean, he's one of the best at Darlington. And uh, I can't remember. What, do you remember what his throwback was? Um, if I'm not mistaken, no, I, d- I, do, I don't remember uh, his throwback scheme. Uh, it was a nice scheme, though. It was a red and white scheme. Um, you know, it, it, was, it, it was a good scheme for Denny Hamlin. And really a interesting 
race, uh, you, you would have to say here, you know, Brandon Jones getting by. And, and I texted you right after, um, you know, he won and you were like, man, he's gotten lucky so many times this year. He really has. Uh, ben Rhodes also got pretty lucky on Sunday. Uh, he wins the truck race. He was not the best truck by far. Um, you know, the leaders had to come and pit with a late caution, and, and Ben Rhodes just drove away. It actually looked like Derek Krause with that Ron Hornaday throwback was going to to win, uh, and he was going to punch his ticket to the, to the playoffs, and that's not what happened. He's got to go in Richmond, but Ben Rhodes breaks that, what, 48th race winless streak. It's about time, and you could hear over the radio how ecstatic he was. Uh, and Ben, you know, Kevin Harvick winning the Darlington Cup race, that was my pick. But, you know, you talk about the Xfinity race, first race of the weekend, there was some contact there that decided the winner uh, between the two best cars. And I would say on Sunday, the two best cars are Chase Elliott and MTJ, uh, you know, making contact. Um, and Kevin Harvick just happened to go by and he almost got passed by Austin Dillon in turn four. Ben, what did you think about that Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr.? contact was it clean was it just racing what did you take away from that uh you know they both had really good cars and i mean it sucks for chase that was now two darlingtons in a row that he's had some issues with jgr where he's had a good car come up through the field but uh you know i'm kind of surprised there wasn't more backlash kind of from everybody on twitter and some of the fans and chase and like and Martin weren't really that pissed at each other. I think they realized it was kind of a racing deal. You know, if that was Kyle Busch once again, or if that was maybe like a Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, uh, maybe one of the more aggressive drivers, I think he would have probably been more pissed off. Um, but uh, I, I really do think MTJ just thought he was clear and wasn't and got into him. So, you know, it's a little. It's I'd say it was a racing deal overall, but I could argue that it leans more towards Martin Truex made a mistake, and he didn't really own up to it. But I, I feel like those two didn't really feel like it was anything that big of a deal. Yeah, I feel like it was just a racing deal, just like we saw at Bristol with Joey Logano. It's just a racing deal. Um, it sucks that both of these cars, you know, got taken out because um, they were the two best cars all night. Um, it, you know, just it's, it's really sad. But Kevin Harvick winning. Uh, man, eight wins this year for Kevin Harvick. Ben, would you have thought eight wins this year for an aging Harvick? Wouldn't have thought that at all. Would have thought maybe three, even four at max. But eight wins for him. He's just ticking away. Yeah, I think we knew he was going to have a strong year. It just seems like him and Rodney Childers, they just hit on it every year. Uh, whether it's maybe only get three or four. I mean, he's not up to eight. And I think he will get up in double digits uh, by the time the – you know, Phoenix rolls around, and uh, he is my pick for the champion. So, and we'll get into our playoff brackets in a little bit uh, later in the show. But, uh, I mean, they're on a roll. I mean, it's it's uh, right now we already kind of knew he had an easy pass into the next round, but I think that'll just further open up his gap. I mean, he'll definitely, definitely be one of the four cars unless something catastrophic happens. So, man, this was announced today that NASCAR says they want to transform – Auto Club Speedway, which is a two-mile track, into a half-mile short track after the upcoming race in 2021. And this was uh, the quote here that the Athletic put out. 
NASCAR submitted site plans to San Bernardino County on Tuesday, laying out a proposal that will involve remodeling much of the existing infrastructure while also reducing the size of the property's footprint to free up land for other uses or an eventual sale. According to the plan, which is being called the Next Gen in California, the track would have long straightaways like Martinsville Speedway, but high bank corners like Bristol. Ben, what do you think about that? I think that is going to be a very cool thing to see. Um, but I kind of find it a little bittersweet because I do like Auto Club uh, so much. I like when it's the two mile. Uh, what do you think about the half mile? And what do you hope that NASCAR will do with this track? Uh, you, you know, I'm excited for a new track, a new short track specifically uh, and especially. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's definitely bittersweet. Uh, I you know, if NASCAR was going to do this in one of the tracks, Auto Club probably wouldn't be the first. Um, you know, such a big track, you know, such a rough uh, surface. I mean, you know, obviously the, the short track is going to take some time to break in. But, yeah, from what I saw, um, I, I this is a proposed map as well. It looks like, yeah, it's going to have those long straightaways, and they're going to kind of keep that bend that they have in the front straightaway. So it's going to be a little bit of a D-shape, so that will be kind of cool. Um, and I think once that track really gets some wear, and especially if it's got banking like Bristol, that's going to be awesome. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. So they, they tested the next gen car there, but they're actually not even going to be running it there. So it'll be ready by 2022. So a new track, new car, that'll be really interesting. Um, Ben, who do you think the reason why NASCAR is kind of doing this is because they understand that these kind of intermediate tracks aren't as interesting to the fan, but these short tracks are. You know, you look at uh, Darlington, uh, you look at Bristol, Richmond. You know, these tracks create the best racing because they're so close to each other. Uh, do you think that's what NASCAR is doing here? I think so. I think they're doing their best effort to listen to the fans, and we want more short tracks, less intermediates, less of these cookie-cutter tracks. Um, and I kind of think it's kind of affected the package. I, I you know, some of these tracks, yes, there's a lot of them. I think they don't need to totally get rid of them. Uh, I just think they need to work on the package. They can still have, provide good racing, like Chicagoland always has, and some of these more worn racetracks, multi-groove racing. But, uh, you know, they're, they're doing the best to listen to their fans. And, you know, Auto Club, like I said, wouldn't be the first track I would want to get rid of. But, uh, you know, it's another short track. I, I think it'll be hopefully a good change and hopefully bring some more fans back to that big market down in L.A. This also became official a couple days ago. You know, we, we talked last week about uh, the rumors of a potential sale of Jermaine Racing. Well, we may be one step closer to finding those answers. Geico officially announcing that they will not be returning to Jermaine Racing next year and the number 13 car, and the team will be going up for sale. That's sad to see uh, that Geico is pulling that sponsorship one of the teams that has been, you know, one of the better mid-pack teams for a while uh, in NASCAR for many years will be gone after this year. So, Ben, what do you think will happen to Jermaine Racing? Who do you think will buy there? Uh, do you think it will be still Jermaine Racing, just under new ownership? Or do you think they will buy those assets and maybe use that facility as kind of a new team? Uh, you know, it's hard to say um, just because – it really surprised me how much interest there was um, teams trying to get into the cup series uh, when uh, another charter went up to sale that Spirebot from uh, Lafine family racing. So 
I think my prediction is going to be um, a new team is going to come into the ne- the Cup Series next year. Um, it's going to buy up their assets, expand their program. Don't know who it's going to be, but I definitely think there's going to be some takers. Uh, Call of Gracing, I could see uh, as somebody that would want to get into the Cup Series or maybe the next year or two, maybe buy it the next year on car. Our Motorsports, uh, that currently runs the Zero Two part-time with Brett Moffitt, uh, had some interest in the Spire. Um, and maybe they, who knows? Maybe there's somebody else that wants to throw their hat uh, into the pile. But uh, what do you think? Um, this, I really hope that a new team comes into the sport or for the Cup Series. Uh, well, you know, Justin Marks was a big buyer for Levine Family Racing. I think Justin Marks. Um, you know, we kind of talked about his his uh, new race team he wants to start. I think this is a perfect opportunity. He didn't get Levine Family Racing assets, but he could very well get Jermaine Racing. And, uh, you know, there could be the birth of his team uh, there. I think that would be great. I think Justin Marks, you need to keep an eye on him uh, to see what he will be doing uh, in the next year or so. Also, again, moving into the Truck Series this weekend at Richmond, Trevor Bain is back again. He will fill in for Ty Majeski in the number 45 Nice uh, Motorsports truck. Uh, the reason for Majeski not being in the race is currently unknown. Trevor Bain finished 27th last week at Darlington. You know, he had some troubles um, with the truck. Not really his fault. Um, what do you think about this, Ben? Trevor Bain coming back again. Do you think if Trevor Bain runs well at Richmond that we could see him maybe in the truck series for Nice a little bit more next year and maybe a Ross Chastain role where Ross is kind of there uh, every now and then, uh, but races, you know, a good majority of those races. You know, I don't really know. This is really puzzling. Like you said, it was unknown the reason. Um, You know, their, their playoffs is coming up, and I can't quite remember where he is in the stands. I know he's not really locked in. I think he's kind of right around the um, border of – their playoff getting into their playoff so you know i don't i think if it was covid it would probably have some more coverage and i feel like nascar is really trying to do the honor system with if a driver does get tested positive um so it's interesting to see if any more information will come out from there i mean good for trevor bain um i think it's i don't, I don't really see him doing too much better just because he's been out of a car uh, this long, and I'm not sure if I see him getting uh, more of a ride in the future, just because I don't think he really has a ton of sponsors right now, and he's got kind of his own business. He's really starting up a family and everything, but uh, really interesting. We'll have to follow this next couple weeks. Also, Ty Majeski is not in the top 19 of truck points, so he's pretty much out already. Um, he wouldn't make it. I mean, if he won, he would get in. But, I mean, there, there's really no chance for him. So, I, I don't think this is a bad thing. Hopefully, you know, uh, the issue is not too bad. Um, also, this was announced that Phoenix Raceway has announced they will allow a limited amount of fans for all three days of championship weekend. 20% capacity will be allowed in, which is around 8,400. They will not be selling any additional tickets outside of that. So, that's nice to see that we're at least – Going to get some fans at the championship race. Wish it was a little bit more. But, you know, really good news. Nothing we can really, you know, talk about there. But just, you know, very happy to have fans back. Wouldn't you say, Ben? Yeah, definitely. Especially for the championship race. And I think when Phoenix signed up, 
uh, or got the deal to do the championship race the next couple of years, you know, this is will bring a big boost in fans, and you know, and they're planning all these, you know, big sponsor tie-ins and everything, and so you know, you, you kind of feel bad for them. You know, you get the championship race, COVID hits, numbers go down, and everything. They're actually their last track uh, to run with full fans before uh, NASCAR has a shutdown. So. And I know they're starting to, I'm not sure if maybe towards the end of the playoffs, but definitely by Phoenix, uh, more media members are going to be allowed to go to the track, uh, pending, you know, how the COVID situation is. But, uh, you know, hopefully that will carry into the Daytona 500 in 2021. Hopefully things can kind of get ironed out. Also, some big penalties dished out for some playoff drivers. Ryan Blaney, before the Darlington race, was penalized due to an improperly mounted ball set. Uh, Todd Gordon has been suspended for the Darlington race. Uh, He served that penalty. Ryan Blaney was given a 10-point penalty, which put Ryan Blaney under the cut line where he currently sits, 17 points under the cut line. And then also, after the Darlington race, the number 14 of Clinton Boyer and the number 18 of Kyle Busch were found with two missing lug nuts post-race. Both of their crew chiefs will be suspended for one race as a result. Greg Zipidelli has already been announced that he will fill in for Clint Boyer, and the number 18 has yet to be announced uh, who will fill in for them. Ben, this really changes the outlook of the playoffs, especially for Ryan Blaney, who was above the cut line, and now he's 17 points below. He's 16th in points. Kyle Busch and Clint Boyer losing their crew chiefs. This is big, especially for Boyer, um, who is below the cut line by zero points. Uh, Eric Almirola, his teammate, zero points above. Um, He has more, you know, better finishes. Kyle Busch is only seven points above the cut line. This is big, wouldn't you say, Ben? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as far as Blaney, I'll start off with that, not – now being at kind of a big disadvantage, I think a lot of people had Blaney at least getting through the first round and maybe even uh, over in the top eight. I mean, I certainly do. So uh, this will be tough. You know, he's had really good speed. I mean, if they could put the pieces together, I think he can make a good run at it. Do I think he can win the championship? I don't think so, and I'm not even sure if he can make it in the top four, but who knows? I mean, he could get a win and make maybe surprise win and get up there and, you know, make a good push for team Penske and a a Boyer at the same time. I mean, he still doesn't know his ride situation next year. So, you know, getting out early in the playoffs certainly doesn't help it. So I think it's going to have some big impacts for next year. I mean, I mean, we don't really know. So Ben, let's talk about truck series, the Xfinity series. This is it for them. Uh, This is their cut line. Whoever's going to make the playoffs makes it. Uh, Who doesn't, doesn't really for the Xfinity series. It's pretty much wrapped up. You know, Brandon Brown is going to get that last spot over Jeremy Clements. Unless Clements wins, I don't think that's going to happen. The truck series, though, has a lot of, you know, hype going into this uh, with, you know, only three drivers going to get in by points. Eckes, who's pretty much locked that up. Ankrum, who's only 14 points above the cut line. Todd Gittleland, 10 points above. That's 10th. And then 11th in points, Derek Krause. Uh, who is 10 points below. Outside of that, you know, you got some good truck drivers here. Rafael Lazard needs a win. Tanner Gray needs a win. Stuart Friesen needs a win, which is hard to believe. Same with Johnny Sauter. Um, and that's pretty much it. Those are the drivers that 
really have a chance to win outside of that. You've got Austin Wayne Self, 16th in points. Tate Fogelman, 17th. Anderson, 18th. Jordan Anderson in the three there. And Spencer Boyd, 19th. Ben, really, there's not much happening out in the Xfinity series. We know Clements has to win. Who do you think is going to get in and get that last spot for uh, the truck series? Uh, do you think it'll be Gilliland, Ankrum, or Derek Krause? Or somebody else who has to win to get in? I think uh, starting off, I think Gilliland has had the most consistent speed, so I think he can point his way in. Gateway was definitely his best shot to get a win to lock himself in. Ankrum's been kind of iffy. You know, they've had some crashes, mechanical failures, so that team's just got to put the pieces together. Uh, like you said, he's got a 14-point advantage over Derek Krause. Derek, I mean, he's putting a good rookie run together, but uh, I do think for I do think for him, he needs to win, obviously, uh, to, to get in and bump Tyler Ankrum out. But I think a guy... Uh, that you look at that could definitely kind of spoil would be Stuart Friesen. You know, I think if you can get a good run together at Richmond, it's a short track. It's he's pretty good there. Um, you know, it'd be first time for the trucks, but their short track program's been pretty solid. You know, they made that switch to Toyota, and their performance has definitely been off. But I think he just needs one good race. That's what any of these guys need. Just need one good race and uh, find themselves to get a win. But gosh, I mean, that those GMS cars have just been spot on. Sheldon Creed now has a few more wins. Zane Smith has been on fire with two wins and everything. So, you know, and I'm surprised Brett Moffin hasn't got a win. But, I mean, gosh, you're going to have to beat some tough company if you're going to try to get your way in last race. Uh, I think Tyler Anker will be the one out. I think Todd Gilliland moves to ninth in points. And Derek Krause, who had a second-place finish at Darlington, does really good at Richmond, and I think Derek Krause is going to get in, and his rookie year and Tyler Ankrum will be on the outside looking in, and that could bring, you know, kind of a murky future for him. Ben, uh, this is something that I think me and you have been looking forward to doing. Let's talk about our playoff brackets for the Cup Series and who we have going all the way. Yeah, so last week we didn't uh, eventually get to it with the interview with Kobe Lambeth, but this week uh, – we're going to kind of get into it in, in the every episode. We'll do a little bit of a section on how we're doing uh, and everything. But drivers for me, I have going to the round of 12. Harvick, Artie Alok, uh, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, uh, Ryan Blaney, William Byron, Eric Almirola, Clint Borg, Kyle Busch, and Kirk Busch. So I believe I have Custer that isn't going to make it. I have Austin Dillon. Um... Matt DiBenedetto and Alex Bowman, I believe, is the other driver. I do not have advancing. Yeah. So, um, which Bowman, uh, he's, he's sitting pretty good right now, so that might be kind of tough. What about you, Bryson? Um, so, I did have Alex Bowman being uh, one of my first ones out. I had DiBenedetto out, Custer. Um, and, you know, kind of watching this race, you know, we, we did kind of cheat here. Um, I had Austin Dillon out, but I switched that out for uh, Ryan Blaney. I think Ryan Blaney, he's really in the hole. Um, I think, uh, you know, going to the round of 12, Harvick, Hamlin, Logano, Keselowski, Truex, Elliott, Dillon, Byron, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Eric Almirola, and Clint Boyer uh, are the ones that I have going to the round of 12. Um, you know, I, I just think you look at it, Bowman is right now 19 points. I just think Alex Bowman hasn't been good at Bristol, uh, which is the one track we have seen. 
and Richmond is kind of a toss-up for him. Um, I just think William Byron has been the better car of late for Hendrick over Bowman. I think Di Benedetto, I mean, this has been a really good season for him, so him not going to the round of 12 doesn't hurt, uh, but I think he'll get a little bit closer. I think Custer's just too inexperienced, and I think Ryan Blaney, man, that penalty's really going to hurt him, and he's in the hole. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, looking at that cutoff spot, Eric Almirola and Clint Boyer being tied right now. Almirola's been really consistent. Uh, he's had, oh, I think, a good streak of top 10s uh, throughout the season. But uh, I think as far as between him and Clint, if they need to get up there and win or get like put together a very solid race, ah, advantage goes to Boyer, in my opinion, even though I do have both of them going to the next round. Um, but... I, I just don't think Custer has enough speed right now. I think he's going to take a little more kind of some surprises, like guys maybe like Kyle Busch. Maybe he kind of goes back to kind of a bad string of races the next two races. Um, maybe he just doesn't find that speed. He could drop down and everything. Um, so who do you have in your round of eight? So round of eight right now, uh, as far as guys that aren't going to be make it, um, I have Kurt Busch. Clint Boyer, William Byron, and Ryan Blaney, actually. Uh, my round of 12, Almirola out, Boyer out, Austin Dillon. I think his run, going to the round of 12, I think his Cinderella run ends. Byron out, so I have Harvick, Hamlin, Logano, Keselowski, Truex, Elliott, and Kyle, and Kurt Busch moving on to the round of eight. And I think, too, with just Kyle Busch doesn't really have a lot of stage points in, in right now. I think for me, I have him as the last spot uh, making it into the round of eight. So I just think, and we'll kind of get into the next round, uh, I just don't think he'll have enough to get to championship four. But championship four for me, uh, I have Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano. Yeah, going back to kind of my round of 12, Amarola's had a good year. He's won some stages. I just think he, he won't have it. I think Boyer the same way. Um, I think Dylan. I think him getting to the round of 12 is big for uh, RCR. I think William Byron, too. Uh, but my championship four, I have Kurt Busch being eliminated in the round of eight. Um, I have Brad Keselowski because his round of eight eliminations will uh, move on. I have him out. Um, I have Martin Truex Jr. out. In the round of 12. And surprisingly, I have Kyle Busch out. So that leaves my four. Hardvik, Hamlin, Logano, Chase Elliott. And Elliott was kind of my on-the-fence guy with Keselowski, possibly, uh, on who would get in there. I think uh, I think a couple of my friends kind of have a little bit similar with Chase Elliott, whether or not he can get into the final four. I think it just depends kind of how hot he is, what kind of a streak he's on right now. But... For the champion, like I said earlier in the show, I believe I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. I mean, it is just hard to beat him right now, and he's going to Phoenix, which has just been his playground. Though lately, not as much, but I think just with the role that he's been on, I think if he has enough momentum going into there, continues it up, I think Phoenix will be a breeze for him. Not so fast. I have my champion being Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin puts it together. I think he finally does it. That championship that has eluded him, 
finally happens at Phoenix. I don't think it'll be an easy task, though. I think him and Harvick will finish 1-2, and they'll be racing to the end. I just think Denny Hamlin finally does it. He's had a good year, uh, six wins. I think he finally gets through and wins. It's just, yeah, I mean, he's... Those two have obviously been the best all year. It's, it's got to be one of those two, right? It's got to be Harvick or Hamlin that, that you're picking here, unless something terrible happens. I would say anybody else, doesn't matter the driver, is going to be the underdog when it compares to those two. It's just anytime I've pegged Denny Hamlin to be my champion, he's just gotten a homestead. And yes, this is a different track, but just something about going to that last race of the year when he's in a points battle. And if he needs to win and everything, he just hasn't been able to do it. And he's going to have to win, in which... He's done in the past, again, at Homestead. He's been really good there. So it's just, it's tough for me. But, you know, he, he those two would definitely be my top two. I just think Harvick, how he is right now and how good he is at Phoenix, he's going to be my guy. All right, Ben, let's get into the rookie rundown. We're only doing really the rundown of one driver, right? Cole Custer, the only driver in the playoffs. He sits three points out of the top 12. Uh, ben, what do you think about Richmond at Bristol? What are his chances there? So it'll be the first time he's going to Richmond in a cup car, um, you know, because they weren't able to go earlier. Uh, you know, I I don't have his stats uh, on me at the moment about how he is at Richmond. Bristol, he was kind of mediocre during the All-Star race. So, you know, he's a pretty good short track guy. But, uh, man, it's going to be tough, I think, especially because – He's got Boyer and Almirola, his two teammates in front of him, which I think have been more consistent throughout the year. And just because of that, I really don't see him making it into the top 12. Yeah, I agree with you. He's three points out at Darlington. Um, he hasn't been to Richmond this year because that race got canceled. Uh, Bristol, he was just, eh. I think he'll start to struggle, and then he, he'll be out. And, you know, get to finish maybe his rookie year uh, with not so much pressure on him. Ben, let's get into the show wrap-up. Who do you have for the truck race this weekend at Richmond? Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that's that one last weekend, or almost one last weekend, um, Sheldon Creed. He's just been so good lately. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought going into Darlington experience was going to matter uh, with my pick. That's why I did go with Brett Moffitt, but Sheldon Creed showed. I mean, he had good speed all day. Just couldn't quite finish the deal uh, with those trucks kind of staying out up front. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was thinking – maybe to pick Ben Rhodes after he won Darlington. But then I really thought he wasn't dominant at all. He just got lucky. Um, but this one driver has been dominant all year in certain races. Christian Eckes, he's led laps. He's almost won races, just hasn't gotten it done. He'll get it done at Richmond. Uh, I think that'll be a great walk-off for him. And then when we do our uh, truck bracket next weekend, Christian Eckes for me may go pretty far. And up next, the Xfinity Series. It's funny, Bryson and I, just before we were recording, we were saying how you know refreshing it's been not to have too many cup guys, specifically Kyle Busch, in there. And you know we didn't really know that he was going to be in there. And I look at the um, entry list, and Kyle Busch, for sure, is running Richmond. And I believe that's got to be his last race um, for the year. But, uh, yeah, i got to go with him. I mean, he's always been really good at Richmond. Um, I'm going to pick the guy that won last weekend. At Darlington, Brandon Jones, because last time Kyle Busch uh, was going for the win, not at Charlotte, but at Phoenix. Originally, Brandon Jones held off the 54 Twix car. I think Brandon Jones is going to do it this weekend at Richmond. 
I don't think he'll be dominant all day. I think he may get a late restart and get a win. But, I mean, Brandon Jones, if he wins this weekend, four wins this year, three wins for him has been very good. So I'm going to pick Brandon Jones. And finally, we have the Cup Series. Uh, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. He's going to kind of get some revenge after uh, that incident with Chase Elliott. But, uh, you know, this is where he uh, broke his uh, streak of no short track wins last year. Had a good battle with Clint Boyer and Joey Logano at the end of that one. Uh, but I think he'll get it done and punch his ticket to the round of 12. Well, when I was doing my bracket, I thought to myself, Harvick's going to win at uh, Darlington, so I'll go ahead and put him in my round of 12. And then I went, Denny Hamlin will win at Richmond. Why not? Uh, the 11 cars going to victory lane. That's win number seven. Um, I think him and Kevin Harvick, I think Hamlin wins this weekend. He picks up that momentum, and they're going to battle throughout the whole playoffs on who is the favorite. And he's got that home field advantage that is his home track. So, uh, yes, yeah, sir. that's not a bad pick at all. Yep, I think, you know, I think, I think Denny Hamlin definitely – Arguably has been the best car all year, but I think he's the second best car right now. I think him winning, I think he gets that momentum for sure. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. Next week we'll go over Richmond Raceway and how those races played out. Uh, we'll see how the Xfinity and Truck Series look with their brackets and if there's any more drama to be filled. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Neb underscore Notlaw. It's my name backwards. And follow me on Instagram, Bryson Foster 259.